Pressing Wales podcast time. We're back. Uh, I'm Sam Hyde. I'm joined, as always, by Toby Priestover. Hello. Hello, hello. We've had a hiatus, uh, a holiday of sorts. You just said you wanted to tighten up the intro, so now I'm going to loosen things. So, oh. Like my laces. Everything's going wrong already. It's, it's a new season of uh, Premier League football and a new season of us, I guess, as well. N- nothing's changed. Most of the Premier League teams are the same as they were last year. But there's some new ones, and we're going to talk about uh, everything we think that is going to happen in the Premier League. Everything. No, we're going everything. To the, the, no, we're not talking table. about everything, Sam. I can't do everything. I want a tight schedule here. I can't do everything. You're talking about a 38-game season, Sam. Yeah, every result, like one of those giant World Cup wall charts, but for the Premier League. You're talking about a season in which West Ham have signed Ward-Prowse and Harry Maguire for one to whip the ball to the other's large head, you know? Uh, yes. We can't discuss everything. So, same as we did last year, we predicted every position of the Premier League table, uh, and we're just going to talk about, you know, it's quite a good way to f- see how we feel about each team. Uh, and in nine months or ten months, however long it is, we can see how right we are. We can reflect. We can read, people can read the room of what we're thinking now. Or maybe it's more of a feeling, because I ain't doing much thinking. It's really ridiculous this actually, Sam, because it's so impossible. But anyway, let's crack on, hey? We did this last year and we like got a score for it and it was pretty fun. Uh, are you feeling like you're going to do better this year? Um, I did this list at work today rather than in a Greek nightclub. So... Honestly, I don't know how that will influence things or change things. I think I could probably... I think I probably did better. I reckon a Greek nightclub is a better place to do your Premier League predictions than at work. You don't want to think too much about these things, Sam. That's what I've learned from last year. Have you got any lessons from last year? Uh, Yes, actually. But it was things I did right last year. So I guess that's less fun uh, because it's just me bragging that I won. Um, yeah, we can't talk about that. Oh, I was going to say what I did last year was I tried to predict, like, the direction things are heading. You know, which teams are on the up, which teams are on the, the down. Cause it's never the same table as uh, as last year, is it? So. Yeah, I think you need to get the clusters right. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you get the clusters right, you don't lose many points. You're not going to get everyone in the right place. But you can at least exactly. get people in the right area. That's made me feel good. Okay, we're going to start with the best area, which is the relegation zone. Are we going up? Everyone's favourite area. Yeah, because people want to know who you think are going to win, and that is like, everyone's going to be on on edge. That's the thrilling part. Is that how we're keeping engagement right to the very end? Look, okay, everyone in the world has put Luton and Sheffield United in the relegation zone, and that is like such a boring end to the whole thing. So... Well, well who, comes in at, who comes in at number 20 for you? Chef You. Chef I, You I've as well, it. and I wrote just Chef You. Did you? Um, yeah, I just wrote she- Sheffield, Sheffield United Martin. Yeah. Sheffield United uh, Martin. I, Sorry. Okay, so we... we <laughs> I don't know who that is. It's Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder, probably. Uh, cool. Um, okay, so Sheffield United, obviously coming up for the championship this year. And they just sold Sander Berger, Berger to to Burnley. Do they are they not even trying to stay up this year? Yeah, well, it's like NDI left as well, and uh, someone else that I've forgotten. 
they're just getting rid of all the players. Yeah, I'll ask you again. Are they not trying to stay up this year? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because a few months ago, everyone was putting Luton bottom. And then Sheffield United's business is just almost like sabotage. Are they just here for the parachute payments? Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I, I don't know. Because they did pretty well when they came up before the first season. And because the fact that Sheffield United, uh, not Sheffield United, Southampton, have been rejecting 50 million bids, 40 million bids, all sorts, left, right and centre. <laughs> and the fact that Leicester have managed to hold on to a lot of their key players screams out to me, these parachute payments be paying, Sam. Because it's, okay. yeah, anyway, not important, off on a tangent. Chef you were bottom. Chef you, Martin. I I was sort of laughing because I, I thought you were going to mention Liverpool, even though we've deliberately started at the bottom. Sorry, Sam. You were, like, just, so close. Have you just mentioned Liverpool? Oh, oh it's the klaxon. It's got to be with the first five, five or ten minutes. But that was uh, you. That okay. was you. I haven't mentioned them yes. yet. 19th. Maybe. Okay. We, we, that's it on Chef Yu, is it? I mean, Paul Hacking bottom. I've got kind of like... so little to say on Chef Yu, Sam. Uh, that, okay. Apart from how is like Bulldog still there? Oh, but I love Bulldog. He's their best player. Yeah, okay, uh, but how? Watch him last year. How is he there still? <laughs> I don't think they could get someone better. But the thing is, Heckenbottom is like uh, he's the Chris Wilder school of football. School of excellence. But he's not Chris Wilder. It's the same, but not quite as good. And so that's why they're bottom. Let's move on. Nineteenth position. Who do you have? Luton. Yeah, me too. I like Luton's business. I think they'll be fine next year, but they'll probably be relegated. So, bad luck. I think I think they'd take a non-bottom finish. I think they would. Anything to say on Luton, Sam? It's a Cabore. It's going to be good. Yeah. Look out for right wing backs this year. There's going to be lots, lots of fun. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a tough job, isn't it, for Luton? Uh, I think that's about all you can say. I think if they... <laughs> it's a tough job, yeah. I mean, they just signed Ross Barkley. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> do you think he keeps them up? Well, he's only 29, which is a lot younger than it feels like. Yeah, it is, but I think that is even worse, to be honest. I think that's an even worse sign. It's never too late. The fact that he's only 29 and nobody's going near him and he's leaving, like, Nice on a free. They're, they're in trouble. I just remember that it was McAtee, right? Who was that? Sheffield United last year. 18th position. Who have you got, Sam? Okay, so this is this is where it gets interesting because uh, realistic, realistically, there's, like, five teams that could go in here. I've gone a bit, I've gone a bit wild on this, looking I've back. I've gone a bit wilder. Chris Wilder. Uh... I've gone for West Ham. I've gone for Fulham. Oh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, you would like okay. that. You were dragging their underlying numbers at any opportunity last season. And I think they've got good players. And I think, you know, if they hold on to Polina, that would be great. But I just think no Mitrovic and Raul Jimenez, I, he didn't move me when he came back from his injury. And that's very sad because he was a fantastic striker. But I think Mitrovic to him to 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 the modern day Jimenez, mm, I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Mitrovic is still there at Fulham for now, though. Uh, yeah, but hey, he'll probably he'll probably go, won't he? 
think he'll go. Well, okay. I thought it was all pretty clear he was going to go, but maybe not. Okay, so I predicted West Ham. They've got similar transfer um, question marks at the moment. Um, uh, today it's been reported that Maguire and Ward-Prowse should be going there. Uh, but at the same time, it looks like Lucas Paquetar could be going to Man City. For £75 million they they they're quoting that they want, I think. Oh boy, that's good money. I mean, which you've means got to which means because... that last season, West Ham supposedly have had a hundred and seventy five millions worth in midfield. Yeah, um, I mean, you've got to pay a lot of money to get another star player out of West Ham, haven't you? This year, like it, it's a bad look to get rid of Rice and Pakatar at the same time. It's a bit of a lack of ambition, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it's enough. I think. James Ward-Prowse is fine. Obviously got relegated last year, so he can't just, like, carry anyone. Uh, I think West Ham have a pretty good defence. It's all right, but I, I don't like their attack. And I think we've uh, we've seen cup-winning teams, teams in Europe, go down before. It, it looks bad for West Ham. Well, I've got them placed very differently. OK, OK, we will move on. We'll move on to 17th then. Uh, Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest. Why have you got Nottingham Forest in 17th? Because aren't they like struggling to sign people? I don't really know. They've signed enough people already. Well, no, because they were all like Jesse Lingard and then went again on a free. I've got Nottingham Forest. I like I like Steve, Co- I like, I like Steve Cooper and I like Taiwo Awani, but I just think... I just, I just think they're probably not that good, right? Yeah, yeah, they had very good home form and very bad away form last year. It's a tough league, you know. It's a tough league, and I just think, well, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough predictions game, but it's a tough league, and I just have got them seventeenth. Okay, I'll tell you what I think about Forest. A long time in the future, put it that way, because uh, in seventeenth, I've got, I've got Wolves. Similar situation to West Ham in that they've uh, let some good players go. Ruben Neves, Moutinho have gone. Uh, and obviously Lopetegui has just gone as well. Uh, so it's it's chaos at Wolves, isn't it? Uh, I was thinking about putting them below West Ham. But, I don't know. I'd already put West Ham in 18th, but I was like, that's kind of fun. And if Pakistan goes, that's really bad for West Ham. But you're forgetting that they have signed the greatest manager um, in Premier League history. <laughs> oh yes, Mr. Gary O'Neill. Of course, dubbed an impossible job at Bournemouth by the manager at the time, Scotty P. And yet he did it. So he did do it. I don't. They won't be great, but they'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, you did say that Bournemouth are right to get rid of Gary O'Neill before. Yeah, yeah, I did. I stand by it. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll see where you've put uh, Bournemouth then. Um, in 16th, uh, I have Crystal Palace. Do you like that? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> like that, that, but I've I've memed it, so... Oh, no. They're in 11th. Yeah, I need them to do really well, because there's, there's a few good teams behind them. Um, but yeah. I have put them in 11th, because some rules cannot be broken. I just think they've got to be worse than last year, surely. I don't know. Some rules, Sam, can't can't be broken. 
I don't really believe in the Hodgson project. Uh, if you call it a project, seeing as he is a very old man, and <laughs> won't be staying there very long. He's a man who, who, if ever you're building a project with him these days, it should be a model train project <laughs> or something along those lines. I don't think oh, okay, he that, should be allowed to nice. have any project outside of his like garage or something. You know, just for his own safety. Yeah. I mean, like yoga, like OAP yoga and stuff. I'm not stopping him from signing oh, yeah. things like that, but I wouldn't call that a project. Yes, I mean they have made it illegal to be too active on the touchline now. So I guess that's good for Roy. Um, he's lost his favourite boy, Wilf, as well. I'm surprised he hasn't Wilf walked. <laughs> Just at I know. Do you want to know who, who I think would have been a great replacement for Wilfred Zaha? Who? Nicholas Pepe. Yeah. Yeah. Even more direct than Zaha. Because well, Zaha's not that direct, is he? But like, just a super direct. I, I think it could have worked. Yeah, I mean, he is just outside to in, running a straight line at people. So you've gone Palace 16th. I've gone Everton 16th. Ooh, you don't like Everton. Well, Sean Dyche will make them more solid, but one point is less than three, you know? That's true. And a win and a loss is three. A draw and a draw is two. So I just think they can't score any goals, and I don't see how things will change. But um, we'll see, we'll see. If he can get Calvert-Lewin fit, then you never know. Yeah, I've heard that one before. It's a big if. Yeah, and you also don't rate a fit Calvert-Lewin anyway, so... I don't think he's that great. <laughs> uh, okay, so into 15th... Well, you've got them higher than me, so... Into 15th, hit me, Sam. Burnley. I've gone Burnley as well. I, I knew you would. Why? I knew you would do that. Because 15th is like, you know, it's five away from the bottom, isn't it? It's like... It's like you think the new promoted team, one of them is going to do well, but there's like a there's a limit on it, isn't there? Uh, yeah, there's a ceiling. There's a ceiling. And, and Burnley will be that team that catch some teams by surprise with like expansive, open, positional um, structures with large distances between the players where they have the ball a la Pep Guardiola. Um, but ultimately, it's Josh Brownhill doing it in centre mid. So... <laughs> If there's a turn against certain opposition, you will just get thumped. Uh, but I think there should be some fun games. This is my fun... Okay, Sam, this is... Uh, we're having an interlude quickly. Oh. My prediction of boring... Should be boring on paper, but surprisingly f- fun game for the season is Bournemouth versus Burnley. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, because... Uh, um, Iraola is like a pressing is a pressing man I believe and Burnley will be like playing out from the back and stuff and yet Burnley Bournemouth that shouldn't be a spectacle and I bet it's a hilarious contest because both will make mistakes but also be super aggressive so there you go whatever day that game is make sure 28th of October 28th of October yeah not that long that's the I'm gonna write that in the calendar and count down the days yeah Make sure you watch it. I mean, things might have changed by then. Someone might have got sacked. So uh... true. <laughs> true. Okay. So we agree. That's nice. Let's let's move on. In fourteenth, uh, I've got I've got Bournemouth. I've got the other team that are uh, you think are going to be fun. I guess I've got Wolves. Wolves. So you don't think they'll be that good then? No, no, no. I Sam, I only said they've got the greatest manager in the world. That wasn't really. You know, 
hyping them too much. They'll be fine, Wolves, I think. I just think they're always fine, aren't they? Well, it was looking a bit dodgy last season. <laughs> yeah, they were bottom until for the last parts. In. But Gary O'Neill, he knows how to he knows how to keep a team safe. I'm not saying they'll be thrilling. I'm not saying they're gonna be. I feel like they'll beat they'll beat Burnley in the head to head because I feel like they'll be the kind of team next season that might do the pragmatic thing to pick up points, and I think that will actually serve them quite well and as great as the philosophy is for the project and the journey and where it could take you long term there will be games where a team will just say alright cool you you do that we'll sit in and just hit you on the break again and again or, so, or something like that and I feel like maybe I'm being harsh on Gary O'Neill I actually do well I said that he would definitely be in a job soon into um, the season because so many people will get sacked again because of the desperation to, to stay in the league but and and how tight it will be once again, um, but yeah, not that great still. But fourteenth, I'm saying. So yeah, I think I think Bournemouth will be a bit better than last year. Just sort of, I think it is a step up from the greatest manager in the world, Gary O'Neill, to uh, Iriola. Just someone a bit more experienced. Uh, I don't know loads. I'm gonna say this, but they'll they'll be fine. I've just got a hunch. Their, their squad I don't think it was as bad as Scott Parker said to be honest and I think they're quietly building like a championship super team which I know is the wrong division but hopefully <laughs> you know <laughs> neither, neither of them have got us below 14th uh, but a championship super team yeah but but a championship super team would finish you know mid-table prem right so it works oh I don't know are they in they're in for Alex Scott they're in for Max Ahrens Max Ahrens of Norwich of course who's never really t- Lit the world alight when entering the Premier League, but this year it'll be different, Sam. This year it'll be different. A lot of people have been in for him for years, and now he's gone. Well, yeah, finally. Cool. So, 13th, uh, this is where I put Fulham, who you put in the relegation zone, right? Yep. Um, who d- they did pretty well last year, didn't they? Who did you have 18th, sorry? West Ham. Well, isn't that peculiar? Because I have West Ham 13th, Fulham 18th, Ooh. and you've got Fulham 13th from West Ham. 18th. This could be a big swing. Could be a big s- point, pointal. S- that's not a word. Pointal swingle. I think Fulham will be worse than last year because of the overperformance that we spoke about. But I think they're just fine. I think their squad's okay. I think Marcus Silva's pretty good. I'm kind of erring on Mitrovic staying at the moment. If he goes, it'll be, it'll be pretty bad. Uh, obviously, kind of looks like. Palinia might stay, I think, as well. Um, Leno's a great keeper. I like a lot of their defence. Um, I don't know. I think I've I, I put them slightly high. But there's a lot of bad teams, I think. I think there's going to be a lot of competition in that uh, 18th to 13th. Yeah, I think the new the new wave we're in a new wave Premier League era here where it's just an absolute dogfight down there where I reckon if you start at a, at a club, I'm looking down the list that I've got from 11th down to 20th, I would expect potentially all of those managers to be sacked and probably two thirds of them before like Christmas. Yeah, it's the thing because you, you kind of have to predict which teams are going to do some early sackings and then get like a really insane manager in and then they climb at the table like Villa did. 
But then there'll also be a team with an early sacking, but they'll bring in an insane manager on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, obviously Lampard is going to be one of them. <laughs> yes. So, you know, hopefully Fulham, for my predictions, hopefully Fulham have a slow start, panic, sack Silver, bring in Lampard, finish 18th. Well, talking of managers that might get sacked, someone who looked like they were going to get sacked uh, several times last season, uh, I've got Nottingham Forest in 12th. Uh, I think Steve Cooper's pretty good. I think if he stays, they could come 12th. I think they might get sacked and that they size them good and they come 12th. I think they've got lots of players. And I think after having a, a year, Steve Cooper knows his team better. He could choose which of these 100 signings they made could work. I like Morgan Gibbs-White. I like Awani. That Danilo is pretty cool, isn't it? They've got like loads of big names, didn't they, as well? they got some fun like, people, and, and maybe Freuler. he made it through the hardest part. I think he did. I think it's going to be better. And he's like... He's like a... Sh- okay, it's like you're a chef, and you're at one of those places where you've got a really long menu, okay? Whereas other places, they've got their specialities, and, and you don't... They, you know, not much else is on the menu, but the stuff they do is really good. He is like there was a load of stuff on the menu, and he had to just figure out. But it means he's he's he can make loads of stuff now that he's learned it all, right? But the start was tough because he was overwhelmed. But now he's ready to cook anything, yeah. <laughs> yes, Cooper is cooking. <laughs> Cooper is cooking. Get it trended. Yeah, I, I mean, think I might just sign off every tweet with Cooper is cooking. <laughs> Okay, you don't tweet though, so that's fine. I, I never, I never tweet, <laughs> so I'm not lying. Uh, and it's it's called a post now. No, no, no. Well. I'm so, I'm clinging um, on, Sam. Okay. I'm 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 ta- I'm in inches. I'm not embracing the metric system. Is what I'm doing. Twelfth uh, place for me is Bournemouth, the mighty Bournemouth. Ah, you think that'd be really good this year? Well, I think I don't know. I'm not. I think I was just. I don't know, maybe someone needed me at that point at work and I just kind of panicked a bit. Didn't jumble it around enough and, and pull them back down after I'd basically forgotten about them. But I'm going to go with it. I think Bournemouth... I think the manager's a good manager as long as he gets enough time to get his views across and doesn't get sacked. And actually, what's probably going to happen is he'll be a good manager, but he won't have time to get his principles instilled enough so they'll get smashed and they'll panic and bring in Frank Lampard a good answer. Okay. So if I'm saying if they believe <clears throat> although saying that actually no it won't happen. That that's the worst that could happen. But because they've sacked Gary O'Neill, they'll give this guy time because if not they are idiots. If they've sacked Gary O'Neill to then and then gone to someone where you're looking at a clear philosophy um and project then you have to give it time. So I think they'll stick with him, depending on whatever happens. But hopefully it won't come to that, because they'll be so great anyway, hey? 11th, 11th place, Crystal Palace, of course. Oh, yeah. Based on anything in particular? Um, uh, based on the fact they came 11th last year, and we joked and said they always come 11th. And so I just went, okay. put them 11th. Good. They got good players. I mean, They've got good players. They've got good centre backs. They've got they've got good centre backs. They've got good players. Okay, that's my uh, breakdown and analysis. I like Decore. I like Eze. I like Anderson and Gay. Um, 
they were looking at bringing in a left back, and I've already forgotten who it was. And but he, but he ex- not excited me, but it was it was uh, Hall from Chelsea. Ah, uh, yeah, and he looked quite good when he was playing for Chelsea. Okay, uh, he's sort of like a winger, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's a really attacking know. fullback. I can't see Palace finishing above eleventh. I'll, I'll say. That's completely fair enough. That's completely fair enough. Tenth place. I've put Brentford. No, 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 no. I need to do my eleventh. Oh, sorry, your eleventh. Sorry. <laughs> my eleventh. No, no, no. <laughs> Go on, sir. In eleventh, I've got Brentford. Um, oh. okay. They're missing Tony for quite a lot. Looks like David Rye could be going. I think those are two monumental misses for Brentford. I think. It really defines so much of what they're about. I think Thomas Frank is great. They've got a good squad, even though they haven't made that many signings since the championship, uh, at least that go into the first 11. Uh, I think they'll be worse. I think they'll struggle, but I think they've got enough to be 11th, basically. I've got them 10th. And it was, it was yeah, concerns at Tony and Raya. Stick them in the middle, because who knows? They're normally fine. They're quite smart. If anyone's, if anyone's got a plan to deal with this, surely they do. But then everyone's saying Flecken's terrible. But I don't know if that's just yeah. It's looked shaky in preseason, is what I've heard. Uh, definitely a step down from David Raya, who Thomas Frank said is like the fourth best goalkeeper last season. Yeah, in the yeah. in the well, league, we'll, not in we'll the world. Talk about, well, do you want to talk about Raya now? Uh yes, I think he's great. <laughs> That's okay, it. but okay, no. Do you want to talk about Arsenal just now briefly in the goalkeeping situation? Because I would like to ask you, who do you start and how do you make it so it is right at the starting? Who do you start? Who do you start? I mean, it is so tricky, isn't it? I think Arteta has spoken about fighting for places, and uh, that's certainly what the rumours are. And you saw this happen with Ramsdale when he came in and eventually replaced Leno. When everyone signed Ramsdale, people like, what's going on? Um, I think it's tricky because Raya is a few years older than Ramsdale. So Ramsdale's the one that you'd say would have more potential. Had a good game in the Community Shield, but yeah, it's it's a tricky one because he's been... Ramsdale has been so good for Arsenal most of the time, and then he's just been a few mistakes and a few maybe lapses of concentration, which after Ramsdale's recent uh, recent post he made, sort of going through several moments of his career, um, you can understand there's been personal situations which could affect that. Um, I think I think it is it's a really hard decision to make, and I think that Raya will actually take over pretty soon. It I don't know. I think the, the fact that Raya's long balls are so good fits into some of what Arteta wants to do in terms of how Arsenal beat the press. Uh, we saw Ramsdale trying this in the Community Shield and having Harvards in the team was a really good thing for that. Uh, so yeah, I think pretty soon it will be Raya, but it's that situation where they're both both first-choice goalkeepers essentially and as soon as there's some kind of form dipping, they're just going to be ruthless. Yeah, 
I think it's uh, as a Liverpool fan quite annoying because it's ruthless and it's the small extra percentages that make the difference and I think it's smart I think it's a difficult thing to integrate um, but I think it's smart and I think it's uh, annoyingly good you know annoyingly good but um, it's still a difficult thing to, to, to switch over it'll be interesting to see how that goes down and everything and, and just the sort of approach to it and just how ruthless he is um, but overall yeah it's quite annoyingly smart is, is kind of how I see it but I also think like having two goalkeepers is sort of like having two boyfriends like some people make it work <laughs> right yeah yeah, I, sp- this, this... I, I get what you mean. Uh, okay, but so do they know our... about? But they know about each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they do. Okay, so I have in Ted. I have Everton. Remember Everton? I didn't mention uh, them yet. So I put uh... Everton in Ted. Deitch hype. Uh, I think they're going to be great. I think they really are. I think Deitch uh, is a great manager. He got Burnley into eighth. I think one season. He's got Tarkovsky back. He reunited with him. He's got Pickford in goal, who I think is going to be pretty damn good. Uh, I think I think the defence is really good. I think they've got options in midfield. They've got Dan Juma, uh, who can play as a striker. Um, I think there's going to be lots of running. I think there's going to be lots of uh, lots of energy and, and pace, and a very solid defence potentially, uh, because Deitch is good at that. I think it's working more into his hands. While you've been waffling away about Dan Juma and uh, all of this, I've written down hashtag Cooper is cooking and hashtag Deitch hype. But ultimately, Sam, <clears throat> I get what you're saying and they will be more defensively solid, but I don't know, man. I don't think they're going to be that great. I think I think they would be great. Back in, the, back in the day, they'd be like, fine, they'd be 10th. But I think it's just harder now. No job is too big for Sean Deitch. Uh, uh, I also had a dream about Dan Juma, by the way. I I dreamt that he was called Daniel Dan Juma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, let me just <laughs> write that down as well. Uh, okay. And that's all I've got to say on Everton for now, because we're trying to keep it tight. Tight, yes. Uh, ninth place for myself. I reckon we've got the same one here. It is uh, Tottenham Hotspur um, Villa. I I used to have Tottenham Hotspur here, and then Harry Kane had uh, a bid rejected from Bayern again, and I was like, "He's not leaving, is he?" Um, well, I think he is leaving. Well, it was sort of supposed to be like the last bid, but now they've said there's another bid. N- there might be another bid anyway. <laughs> there's so, yeah. another bid. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know how to read it, but uh, yeah, all the the reports are saying that it's going to be the end of this week uh, to make a decision. So who knows? I think if Kane goes, it's a disaster. Uh, even though it's the right thing for Spurs to do, because it, it, it's either a disaster now or a disaster in a year. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think Spurs are going to be fun and. I don't gamble and don't condone gambling, but if I was somebody who gambled, I'd probably gamble on quite a few goals going on in on their for their games. I think. 
I thought about putting Madison in my FPL. I think they are going to be fun and, and really... I saw a clip of them today just playing out against Barca in their own box and they did it really nicely. And Yeah. But they'll still come ninth because, you know, they'll concede a lot of goals. I think Vicario is a downgrade. I think I've seen a lot about his uh, ball-playing ability in Serie A last season and he was one of the worst goalkeepers in the league. I, I, don't, I don't think it's very... I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in a lot of the signings. Is Lacelso is Lacelso staying? He's been like balling out in in preseason, but yeah, people say he's going to be good. I I didn't think much of him before. I don't know what's changed. Uh, you know, people like Mana Solomon and I, I quite and like Devane. Mana Solomon. I mean, he went to that run where he's just scoring every game. But I mean, like, I mean, anyone could do that. <laughs> he's lightning quick. Anyone could score a few goals in a row. Lingard did it, remember? Chris, uh, Joe Willock. Not Chris Willock, he's not as Almiron. good. Almiron. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, but but I think he, I think he's, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> he's not a Cade replacement, I'll say that. And I think Son uh, is, is not going to reach the heights that he has done before as well. I think, like, he's going to be very wide this year, and... Uh, I don't yeah I don't know I don't know it depends where well, it depends on where Postacoglu plays him in that system because he might be smart enough to intentionally have him narrow in from in the from the wing and apparently he's playing with a hernia last year I don't know we're, we're talking like this you've not even put them ninth and I've put them ninth yes you've got them higher I put them eighth okay who, who do you have ninth I've got Villa in ninth I think I think they'll be about the same as last year I, I mean things always change don't they uh, I really like the Diaby signing I like the Pau Torres signing I like the Telewood signing why have I put them below Spurs that's a good question I don't know I think I think I'm just slightly prejudiced against Villa and Emery maybe I think they'll do well I think they will do well and it'll be a good season for Villa but I think coming ninth it's not that bad, is it? Do you agree? Well, I've got the eighth, so you know oh, we're not we're not a million miles away. And I agree. Well, I think they'll be good, but I think I reckon Unai Emery will be able to take that team quite far in whatever European competition they're in. ECL. And I think that might just mean towards the end they'll drop off a bit. Is it was my thought process? To be perfectly honest with you, I feel like we know Unai Emery is a good kind of cup manager anyway. He got them drilled pretty nicely last year. He's got a window in a pre-season to get even more into them. But ultimately, if they do go fairly far in a cup, their league form will probably drop off a bit. And with the calibre of like teams in front, it'll be it'll be enough to just drop down to eighth. Spurs dropped down to about eighth last year, didn't they? And they were they were fairly high placed for quite a while, even though they were in a crisis. But like pretty quickly, they just tumbled. And I think. Because when it comes to it, there'll be a big old scrap for the top four going on. They'll probably just, I, I don't know, maybe they go out first league, first round of um, Europe and they, I don't know, win the league. <laughs> but I was also thinking about my seventh place position doing this a similar thing. So then in seventh, uh, I've gone Brighton. Okay, I've gone Brighton too. Feels yeah, feels good. Well, I said they could. I, I was toying between them and Villa, kind of. But I think that I mean their signings um um are a bit less Brighton than I would have thought. 
which concerns me more than fuels fuel fuels me with like optimism. But I'm sure they'll they'll be they'll be fun still, and they'll be good still probably. Yeah, but I guess they've got to move on to the next level as well and get players that are a bit more, bit more safe bets than before. I think like Jao Pedro, I'm I'm sold on it now. Apparently he's done quite well in preseason. He's uh can play on the left. He can play, it's like a second striker. Yeah, I reckon he'll be good. Dahoud, I'm thinking of quite a lot as like yes. what on earth is that going to be like? Because he, I think, is a pretty great technician, which could be pretty beautiful in there. Uh, it could be a good season for Evan Ferguson growing into the yeah into a role as a Premier League number nine. Um, yeah, I mean it's just the continuation of the work that Deserby's been doing last season. Really, it it was working really well. I don't see why it wouldn't carry on being good. Um, yes, yes, it was no fluke. Uh, Sixth place. Yeah, so there there are, I think, unfortunately, six teams that are better than Brighton Uh, I put Newcastle in 6th I put Newcastle in 6th also yeah they did really well last season obviously uh, getting top 4 I think it's just tough like obviously they've got money to spend and they've made some good signings but um, it's still like too soon for Newcastle to really like make the top 4 their own yeah, I agree. I think uh, also they're like newborn top four, which yes. means they now have to actually deal with the Champions League and still be completely on it uh, week in, week out in the Prem. And I think that's just probably going to be a bit of a shock to the system, you know, because you can't just be weakening teams early on to make it out of your group. You know, it has to be a strong team midweek and then you are just weaker in the Prem. Whereas Europa League, you can kind of be like, eh, well, you know, I think I think it does make a big difference with the amount of minutes your players are then playing, and then when you hit kind of January time and things, and I just think it has quite a big impact, uh, and I think it's too early for them to really be used to it. And that's not to say they won't get used to it um, over the next few years. I'm sure they will. Um, whether it be you know top four or like top six, but. They're going to keep competing at Europe now uh, as well. Not sure I rate Tonali, actually, but he'll probably be fine, right? You did say this. I think he'll probably be fine. But I'm not sure how much he can really run. He might not drag them up. Yeah, but they've the dropped table. a lot of money on him. Uh, but yeah. like, but I mean, look, you've got Bruno G in there anyway, so it's not even like you, you're, you're reliant on someone to come and build your midfield. You've got some good tools. So yeah, he'll probably be fine. Uh, fifth place. Uh, speaking of tools, I've got uh, what Liverpool in fifth. Scandalous! I've got United. I'm. Oh my god! I'm a bit worried about Liverpool's midfield because there doesn't seem to be one. Uh, Do you say there doesn't seem to be one? Yeah, I mean, who's who's going to hold it down? Sam, Sam, Sam! I thought more of you. I thought more of you, my friend. Who's holding it down? Who's who's the Fabinho replacement? Well, Steffi. By Chechic. That's a lot. It's a lot to ask for him to like be the six for the whole season and like be really good. I think. Okay. I think it's you too just much. play his mentor instead. Who? Who's his mentor? He's got Thiago there, who's 
But a six for like Bayern, I think is a very different kind of six to Fabinho, who was dubbed the lighthouse for us. Um, and he has to be fit. But that's if we don't even sign anyone else as well. I think Bacetic and Thiago as two sixes are very good options. And Klopp's even come out in interviews and said, like, the six role can't just be... It can't just be all the defending is on them. Like, you know, I think we I think we left Fabinho too much to do last year. And it doesn't matter who you've got in there. It was too much. Um, I think if the team functions and the system functions better as a unit, then you can have a, a kind of, not a destroyer six like like Fabinho, but potentially a Thiago or a Bacetic doing a good job. And that's if we don't sign anyone else. And then you're looking at McAllister, fantastic technician. Um, Soboschlai, I think he'll do well. <clears throat> Curtis Jones is just going from strength to strength. You've got a young Harvey Elliott in there who's got a lot of you know Premier League minutes and experience under his belt. Uh, you've also got Trent who's going to be inverting you know, you would have thought, and by the signs of pre-season, anyway, into that sort of midfield box, that midfield area. I, I, I understand the meltdowns on Twitter and stuff that I'm seeing, but I think um, I think it's not as much of a disaster as maybe summer implying. Oh, I thought I was being nice putting Liverpool in fifth, um, but okay. I I think uh, it's a it's an entirely new midfield as well as the thing. Like, yeah, everyone that's is true. That's is true. new. Like everyone is new or doing different roles or even like new and doing different roles than they were doing previously. I think it's it's going to be tough, and I can just see lots of uh, lots of balls being played through it. Uh, <clears throat> I I do agree with that. I think we will concede a lot of goals early on in the season, but. Um, mate, who's got a forward line like us? Uh, yes, that's true. It is good. I mean, you could say like Spurs have a good front line as well, and they're they're a ninth according to you. Yeah, but there are levels to this. We're a team that can put together a run of how many win? Like that didn't go even at the end of last year, and there has been change. But I think um, rule us out of things. At your, I don't know, what's the, can you finish that for me? Peril. Yes, there you go. <laughs> beware, beware of hubris and rule Liverpool out at your own peril. But it's fine because I've put them somewhere else so I get to do my talk on them next. Okay. Oh, wow. Them. This podcast was not That wasn't, that wasn't my talk. So that long. was your talk. You see what I've done here? I, I think I've gone Man United. I've gone Man United fifth. Because I just think it would be funny when they miss out. And I think there's a real chance. That, I don't mean they were that great last year. I really don't. Um, and I think there's still a few clowns kicking about, you know? Yeah, name and shame. Name and shame. Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Luke Shaw. Um, Casemiro suspensions. So you need another <laughs> player in there anyway. Um. Yeah, that's. I mean, they'll probably be quite good. I I feel like. I think Anthony's got a laugh of the hook there. Oh, Anthony, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe Mount even as well. Yeah, I don't think they're a t- they're. They're not a team of overachievers. 
as individuals, you know, to look at. I feel <laughs> it's like a horrible thing to say, but they're not—they're not impressing me. They're not moving me too much. They're not. I, I get that Ten Hag actually did a great job last year and did pretty a pretty quick job, and I don't doubt he's a smart guy. But I just think the tough's a bit—the the league's a bit tougher than. And I watched Onana do some absolute tomfoolery against us in the Champions League multiple t- in multiple seasons. We played Ajax a few times. And there is one where he just completely misjudges the flight of a ball that I think that, yeah, it's just stuck away. I, I don't know. I, I, just, I just, yeah, I just don't think they're that fixed yet is what I'm going with. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, we'll come on to United when I, when I talk about them. Uh, on to four, the top four. Fourth place. On to the top four. Yeah. I've gone Chelsea, and I reckon you have too. Yeah, Chelsea. Um, oh, if it was like a really big season for Chelsea after spending loads of money and uh, bringing in Poch, it feels like it kind of has to work now. And we spoke last season about uh, going through all the Chelsea signings, and we thought they were mostly pretty good. I think there's some, there is a team in there which I think Poch can find. I think he's done really well with Tottenham before, even though that was a while ago. Um, I can just see it mostly working. I think if Chelsea get fourth, that would be a good sign of progress. I think they'd want to be doing better, but one step at a time after coming twelfth. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like the Nkunku injury is a bit of a. Uh, that's a kick in the teeth that's a kick in the teeth because I completely agree I think I think there's a real you know when we were talking about the cooking earlier you know there's a there's a there's some fantastic ingredients in there and you've got a brilliant chef in you know um so I think that yeah there's 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 plenty of potential and there's plenty of like opportunity with the sort of lack of lack of Europe and just like I feel like they can just get their heads down and just put put a clear way of playing together and have plenty of time with Poch and he can just build something clear that is well thought out and clear for the for, for good players to then execute, you know. But I agree that Nkunku is then a kick in the teeth because it's like a it's not even started yet the season and yet if, uh, yeah. someone who who I've heard has been exciting in pre season and it's just like, you know, immediately snatched away. Uh, and also, like, I think it can be understated that just the fact that Chelsea have gotten rid of a lot of dead wood and possibly players that were unhappy, seeing how big a difference that can make at Arsenal, just, like, getting rid of players. It's like a new signing. Yeah, it's like fixing up the dressing room to then go and really build it and, and have some sort of togetherness in a core key group. Third place. In third, this is where I've got Man United. Uh, I think the signing of Anano is going to be massive. I think uh, having a goalkeeper that can't play the ball confidently is a big limiting factor. Um, I think Ten Hag has been pretty successful. I think, I think it, it, like I said with Deserby, I think it's going to be a continuation of a manager doing what he wants, basically. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got this Hoyland in, who is a striker, which is something that they were sort of missing last year. Um, 
I don't really love Mason Mount, but I think he'll be fine. Uh, I can just see it kind of coming together a little bit more than it did last year. Um, I think Chelsea is just Chelsea's just a bit too much of an unknown to to put above United at the moment. I think I think I just have more confidence. Yeah, I think I do think you're speaking a lot of sense for what I said about Anana's tomfoolery. You know, it is clear that he gives you eleven players who can receive the ball on the pitch, and you're playing against ten players who can press the ball on the pitch, and before they were playing with 10 players who could receive the ball versus 10 who could press. So, because De Gea was completely, you know, out of his depth with what Ten Hag wanted him to do to kind of beat pressure and still retain the ball. So I do get that. And I think Mason Mount is also just legs in midfield. At the end of the day, you are at the very base level going to get that from him. But I don't think it's a delight. And this striker do apparently doesn't score many goals. And you know what? That's even scarier because I feel like that means that if he is good and doesn't score that many goals, he's probably facilitating a lot of players around him. And there are players around him that can score goals um, in the right conditions, like Rashford and Bruno and stuff. The uh, the thing with Hoyland as well, actually, is that he didn't actually have that many minutes in Syria because he got, he got transferred like partway through. Um, so yeah, his map goals wasn't great, but he is also like very young. I, I, I worry about the fact that if he, I worry about if he doesn't start scoring soon, then it will be really hard for him. And I think that probably will happen, to be honest. Third for you. Third for me is Arsenal. Oh, oh no, Liverpool. Are, oh no, where are Liverpool? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> Just the what have you done? Uh, third or Arsenal for me Sam hold your horses third or Ar- you said you wanted it to be thrilling third or Arsenal because they've got worse simple as that so they've only a little bit worse but they've got slightly worse so well, uh, they'll drop down why? a place because that's how it works what? isn't it so they've got slightly worse they'll finish in a slightly worse position they'll be in third place why have they got worse because Jack has gone because Jack has gone quite simply because um, I Havertz didn't realise he was such a big Shaka head can't do what Shaka did. I mean, they could each do different things, but they can't do what Shaka did. And uh, okay, but everyone would have said that about Shaka like a year ago. So I don't know. People would have said Shaka can't do what Shaka did last year before he did it. I I feel like I feel like it's going to be good. I feel like I take your point. I take your point, but I think there's more chance of. I think you're disrespecting Shaka. I think there's more chance of Shaka doing it than Declan Rice doing it. Well, I think it's going to be adaptive. I think sometimes uh, Rice is going to be the the first choice six, and then in, in games like when you're playing Man City, you want to play with a bit more um, stability in midfield. Um, the Jesus injury, kind of at the last minute, must have pushed Harvards into the striker role. Yeah. Because you spoke about him being signed as an eight, so I think I think part of it was just the circumstances of of playing City with that injury that is why Rice went there. Um, although there was quite an interesting thing where Rice was like uh, sort of screening quite high up the pitch, as sort of like an attacking six. I want to say. Well, I was just going to say he was like the the base of a mini foraging press quite a few times. He was the base of like a diamond that was off to try and nick the ball and he was kind of the backup to it. But obviously 
in an advanced position was what I, f- I felt like at times. Yeah, uh, and I think there's just that adaptability that um, Arteta's seeking to bring in with bringing in Timber as well um, and Harvard. They're players that can do different things uh, depending on what you want. And I think that will be like, uh, I think that will really help Arsenal this year. I think sometimes last year it was Arteta always playing the same 11 and that worked really well for a time and then in the second half of the season it, it didn't work all the time. And now there are options. Yeah. I get it, I so, get it. But I think option A isn't as good as it was. I've got Arsenal in second. I've uh, got Liverpool in second. Okay. So not top. Well done, you restrained yourself. I'm learning. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just I just say about Arsenal, like, I, I do think Arsenal are a better team than last year. I think Urien Timber was absolutely excellent in the community shield. Um, yeah, I did like the look of him. I mean, you can play him, play him right back. Sometimes you can play him left back, and then maybe you could even have Zinchenko in the midfield as well. I, it, it was amazing, sort of how strong and calm, and you know, always doing the right thing on the ball. He looked. Rice is going to produce loads of uh, recoveries and interceptions. A, a lot. There is kind of the the Harvard's factor. Like we're, we're not entirely sure how he will be in the new circumstances uh i don't think he's a number nine i think having him as an eight will be interesting and like i mentioned earlier like the long balls from david raya that is something new that arsenal just didn't do at all last year like ramsdale always played it really short you want daishin all you're raving about is is raya playing it long to have it uh i mean you know well, it's the new shiny thing isn't it that feels like the <clears throat> the thing you're most excited for but it's like having Deitch and Pep at the same time. Wow. Like, two managers. That's what Arsenal are doing. <clears throat> yeah. But also, I mean, look, I, I get it. I get it. It just makes you incredibly press resistant because you work it back, you bait the press forward, you bypass it by hitting the, the German crouch and then uh, off you go. You play from there. Um, i got Liverpool second. More out of hope. <clears throat> no, I think we'll still be good. I think we could be conceding quite a few early on, but I think we can turn it around and and be a bit of a surprise package. Even though I shouldn't be saying that, but I, I believe I believe Sam. I think we've got a lot of goals in us, and yeah, we'll figure the rest out during the season, right? I'm sure we will. <laughs> so that means top. We've both got Man City. <coughs> yep. Uh, it's the obvious choice and also if you put Man City top then you'll be less hurt when they do win it absolutely absolutely yeah they've signed Guardiola Kovacic in for Pakatar. I mean it's it's pretty good pretty good signings yeah it is but um, also they have lost a few reliable dependable experienced players but they'll mm. obviously be fine yeah. Because it's not like, you know, you know, they've got plenty of money and they're spending plenty of money and they've got everything in place to be able to just pick up a few extra, you know, each each window. There's just so much quality that you're just adding a few people who, I get, you know, Pep gets to get his hands on. And like Kovacic, not as good as Gundogan, but in my eyes, in terms of probably what he's not going to give you the same amount in the box. But... um kind of perfect for like a Pep Guardiola midfielder at the same time who could just kind of keep it and circulate it around his centre-backs and just be 
very difficult to pin down and win it off. Yeah, well, they went more to a four-two-four in the Community Shield, so could be sort of a move away from the John Stones inverting thing. Uh, it, mind they could do both at different times as well. Um, but yeah, Kovacic, Rodri, double pivot is is pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, De Bruyne hit form at the end of last season. He looked great. Foden always going to have those moments, isn't he? Yeah, and I mean, expecting him to sort of step up as well. That'd be interesting to see how he, you know, progresses, but kind of ex- would expect him to take a bigger role than before. Okay, well, I think that's our, our complete table. We will come back to this in the future. Are, are we still feeling good about everything we've said? No regrets? I th- I think I've got it exactly right, the whole table. Ah, uh, okay. I think... I think I should have put Spurs in ninth, but apart from that, everything is correct. Spoken like a true Arsenal fan. <laughs> Any last words? Any last comments? Um, I'd probably just enjoy the season. Cooper is cooking. Deitch hype, and Daniel Danjuma. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Toby. Thanks very much. <laughs> we'll see you, you next time. See you next time for the Premier League. The Premier League.